Hi, welcome to the Ghostman Radio Station. And today I am talking to Christine, Christina, Christina, Karma. She'll probably say to me, I've said the name wrong, but I'm going to kill you. But that doesn't matter. Musical career has already blossomed in the pop dance scene in the hometown of Vancouver. Now located in Toronto, she is no stranger to the ever-growing music industry. She not only wields a certificate in audio engineering from hot soul music, but studied voice with Judith Rabinovich, I probably have definitely said that now, who's worked with the likes of Avril Lavani, who I have heard of, and Sarah McLinkin, who I've not heard of, even though much of her formation years were devoted to a theoretical and exactly world of ballet, ballet lessons, air cadets, military marching bands, and royal conservatory of music. So the only evidence that reigns of her past is a neon pink toilet that shoots out from under her black corset. corset. In an undermineable, she's a band nerd. She is a band who likes to punch you in the face as showing up late to practice. Well, definitely ain't going to argue with you then. He selected as one of two formers to play with Lady Gaga, born this way, after the party and open with the tour. DJ Lady Gaga, BFF Lady Starlight in Vancouver, with rave views from her performance. She then went on to work with Lili Joe on her single, Sirens. In 2017, she opened for the Grammy Award winner, Akon, Akon in Gluwich, Ontario, and he's a Canadian, Canadian promoter, hot off the heels of a performance. She was then approached by a select to play with Lady Gaga. Joanna, World Tour VIP, after party, once again in Vancouver, after Lady Gaga's performance at Rogers Arena. She, a recent single, Party Heroes, features a hard-pounding electronic dance mix sound, received rave reviews for the infectious sound throughout. Released in April 2019, the song reached the iTunes Canadian Pop Chart Top 20, peaking at number 17. The follow-up, Try, reached the Top 30 Pop, while also reaching the Top 100 All Jeans Chart, a current single, Dear John, dedicated to the memory of our father, also charted the Top 40, while the video has been selected for several international film festivals. She also appeared in 2019 Woman in Music issue of Billboard magazine. She continues to wow audiences with her energetic live performances and does all this with a neon pink microphone in hand. So you have a thing about pink. I sure do. <laughs> pink and purple. They match me really well. And now, um, what inspired you to become a magician? Um, when I was younger, I actually got into dance first and um, went that route, but um, I started, um, you know, I was asking my parents for a piano, and once they, they got a digital piano for me, I just went through the books like No Tomorrow, I just tried to learn everything I could possibly learn, and um, just wanted to grow as a musician, and, um, you know, I, I took the, up the saxophone next, and then... You know, percussion, and I got into um, 
you know, the, the different instrumentation in the, the Air Cadet program and the marching bands. I went over to the pipes and drum side and, and learned those instruments and um, just kind of grew from there. And um, it's it's all really just stemming from, you know, when I was younger and, and uh, just wanting to get my hands on different instruments. And uh, yeah, now, I, now I, I write and I love what I write and um, I, I just look forward to sharing my music. And I mentioned, obviously, through the world of dance, you have picked up the um, the beats quite well, because obviously as a dancer, you have to express to the beat of the song and the words of the song. As I, I've, 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 I know through ballet, when you have, you have to keep silent, so you're expressing through dance the actual um, story. So, Obviously, you've transferred to that to your performance. I would have thought that that skill of being able to do your song, and then if you do your dance with it, you can express what you feel the song is saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a little less graceful than I was back then, but I still am very passionate when I perform. I, I do throw in some moves, and I love to have fun and dance, you know, get off the stage and, and bring, you know, fan, either fans up on stage or get them dancing or really involved in my shows. And it's just all about having a good time and, and projecting that energy onto my fans so that they have a good time as well. Do you, do you explain me the process of writing your song? I mean, obviously, when you wrote the one about your, fa- your loss of your father, obviously you, you can write it from a... Um, a very personal and emotional thought because I can understand that because I wrote a song about being coming out of a coma and uh, having a near-death experience. I know it's not quite the same, but I can relate to how it would have been difficult to write it, but I imagine it was quite cathartic to write it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, um, I so my father had passed away about two years ago, and so I've, I've been playing around with different lyrics that I wanted to write for a chorus and different things I wanted to say. And the main thought that came back to me was, I wonder what he's thinking up there. Is he proud of me of what I'm doing, what I'm accomplishing? Is he seeing the, the road I'm taking? Um, how is he looking at it from up there? And um, it's a little bit different than, you know, like, I wish I could save you or, you know, I'm you know, I'm sorry that you're gone, or that kind of thing. I wanted to write it from a different point of view. So I actually got together with my best friends um, and an up-and-coming artist here in Toronto, Marion Hannah, who's featured on there. And um, she had lost her brother about 10 years ago and was looking to write something about her brother as well. So we got together, and within uh, about 10, 15 minutes, we had a demo written on my phone with, with my guitar, and everything just came really, really naturally and uh, we decided, you know, we had something here. We wanted to take it into the studio, and so we did. We, we didn't have a name for it or anything, and um, we were sitting there wondering what to save the file as, and she said, oh, you know, my brother, John. And I was like, your brother's name is John? And, and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, my dad's name is John. We should call it Dear John. And so that's how we came up with the name for that. It was kind of a, one of those surreal moments there, and... Um, once we got our first mix back, we knew this is exactly the direction, this is exactly how we want it to sound, 
but yeah, the, and the entire process was, was very, very quick, um, even from uh, Mr. ATP rapping on it um, to, to, you know, the writing, the recording, just the whole process, the, even the music video was all our vision of where we wanted to shoot, uh, what we wanted to uh, portray in the video, different locations, you know, uh, from the photos to, you know, having a waterfall backdrop or on the bluffs, everything, just kind of the whole vision came together, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that was Dear John. What did you feel like when you was asked to, to um, be, well, we would have thought quite honoured to do the after party for someone as a bigger star as Lady Gaga? Oh, it's pretty amazing. So the first time I played her VIP after party for the Born This Way Ball, um, that's when I was kind of being persistent and asking the director to uh, perform at the, the event, and um, it took a lot of persuasion and whatnot, but um, he must have really liked my performance and what I was doing and how energetic I got the, you know, the crowd riled up and everything, and uh, so when she came back in 2017, you know, he asked me to perform and I was the only performer there, musical performer, which is great. Um, and just to be associated with someone that I look up to in the industry and that I um, kind of model my, my music after and um, it, it's, it's amazing just to have the opportunity to be associated with her. I, 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 I never thought that um, you got quite a lot from that, that experience. You um, Because in some ways, it's harder to perform after such a. Uh, you've, they've gone to the big concert, and basically, you have to keep keep the vibe up, as they would say. Yeah, no, absolutely. <coughs> and my music is very energetic. Um, it's very high energy, very um, kind of in your face. Kind of makes you want to dance. It's got that. Um, the dance beats, but it's also got a little bit of that rock and roll with the solos and, and the, you know, the pop melodies. And it really grabs you in and makes you want to dance. So it was a perfect fit for her show. Um, and then she had, you know, of course, you know, she's very into the fashion and the different arts and, and whatnot. And so <coughs> she had her, her dancers and her, um, her opening bands and you know, DJ Lady Starlight, who did an opening set for her, was DJing at the end of the night. Um, so really, it was just an extended, um, her gig was just extended to the after party, which is really great, because all these different um, different people you know, could come together and just kind of really celebrate their show. Yeah, and I, I, I'm just looking at your website, and I'm looking a little bit at your t-shirts, and one has struck out at me, because I just like it, I am a supersonic Barbie. I just like the, the, the I, I don't know what it was doing tonight, but it just was. Yeah, so that was, um, it was after a single that I was, um, I was releasing called Supersonic Barbie, and just about those, um, kind of a little bit of making fun of those, those, those kids that had it all, that, you know, that, um, it was written a few years ago, but, you know, they, you know, mom and dad sort of, go and they, they buy them whatever they want, there's no limits, there's no nothing, and it's just kind of, um, yeah, they're kind of a super, they're just more than a Barbie, they're a supersonic Barbie, they're just, more than just plastic, 
I also sorry about that. Sorry. Um I also noticed you've got an al- um an album called Destination Unknown. Yeah, so that was my first debut A P E P that um I released in twenty ten. Um so it's got six songs on there, a little more of a rock vibe to them. Um so I released that and Ever since I've been kind of releasing a couple of singles here, a couple of singles there, and um, I've started working on an album, and I will feature um, a couple of those singles that were released with some new music, and um, yeah, well, that should be released uh, this year, uh, this year, next year. And um, as you're writing your songs, what comes easier to it for you, the lyrics or the music? Uh, the music is by far the easiest thing for me. Um, I either write on guitar or piano, um, sometimes both, and I just kind of lay down a basic four chord progression and then kind of build it from there. And I like to kind of I have a I have a background in audio engineering, so I like to um, kind of manipulate different sounds and different beats and come up with something that uh, is a little bit different. So. Um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely the music. It's more of a creative process than kind of wanting to rhyme words or or, or uh, really you know divulging what I what I feel. Sometimes it's kind of hard for me to get my emotions out there. So uh, I do it through the music first, and then I feel what's happening. Now, if you had the chance to work with any artist, alive or dead, who would you choose? Um, Alive would have to be Lady Gaga. She's definitely um, a super talented woman, artist in the industry. Um, her, or if it was a, an artist that had passed, it would be Michael Jackson, just because he's super talented and went after exactly what he wanted in the, in the music and knew his music inside and out, was able to just go that extra mile with his shows. And when you do your um, little videos, do you like to write the storyboard yourself, or do you go along with what your the director may say? Oh, would you? I would like to see this, or do you prefer to put a lot of your own self into it? Yeah, so I'm extremely hands on with my music. Um, I am into every part of it from. Uh, you know, writing the music or, or coming up with the storyboard for the, the videos or everything, it, it, how everything should look, all that kind of thing. So, for example, for Dear John, which was the last music video that was shot, um, I had come up with about 90% of the ideas. Um, the featured artists had come up with, you know, about 5 or 6% of it. And then, of course, I had my production team come up with the final amount, but, but I knew exactly... I wanted to be filmed in a house with pictures in the back. I wanted to be filmed on the bluffs. Um, I wanted to, uh, you know, Marion wanted to be filmed um, yeah, with a waterfall behind her. So it was all a collective thing, but in the end it was, I knew the different spots that I wanted to use and be featured. Um, that was really important to me. And then the production company just came along and said, okay, this is good, just going to be the order of where it's done. These are the exact addresses for these locations. 
but other than that, it's, uh, I'm extremely hands-on. It's, it's proper representation of myself when I know um, when I can put together those different thoughts. I know it's very authentic and it's me and I'm something I'm extremely proud of when I am able to um, really detail exactly what I want for my vision. And um, also, you have you got any upcoming events that you? Uh, I see you on your page. You've got on your website. You have events that are coming up, but I don't want to mention them in case you don't want to notify anybody. About I don't know. So I always leave that up to the person I'm interviewing rather than. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be doing a performance uh, live on TV on April second in uh, Hamilton, Ontario, and. Um, that's a, it's a morning news um, performance. And then I have a big show that I'm co-headlining on uh, June 11th at Houston in Toronto, Ontario. And it's it's going to be... Uh, I'm really excited about the show. I've played with all the other artists before, and I've seen them live, and they always put on a fantastic show. So just to be... Uh, it's kind of an all-female pop-rock lineup, and it's going to be really, really, really cool, and I'm really excited about it. Well, I also you got the usual. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the rest. And you obviously can listen to your stuff on SoundCloud, which is a very good um, thing. I used to be on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, and I could I I realised it was a very good way to get your stuff out there to be listened to. And I'm on, um, do you use Reverbination? Reverbination, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's really important for an artist to use all these different platforms, whether it's, you know, Reverbation or, or SoundCloud or YouTube, Twitter, all those kind of things. It's, you never know where you're going to find your fans. So I've got, I've got them all, I'm all over the internet. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say I'm on Reverbination. I'm under the, I, I do like um, alternative kind of, uh, I would say I've used my voice more than words because I, I can't play an instrument to save my life. Uh, but I, I, I'm under the guise of Ghost Man on there. So if you look me up and follow me, I'll follow you back. And obviously right. you're on Facebook and I'll follow you on Facebook. And you're on Instagram, I'll follow you on Instagram. And not in a stalker kind of way. I've just asked you if it's okay. <laughs> All fans are welcome. But you know, it's the, the way we live in, you have to be careful what you say and what you do. Um, do you find it that um, as you're performing to the crowd, do you like the way they will interact with your songs? Say like you're singing a lyric and da, 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 and they'll put the mic out and then sometimes they'll go, uh, we put we, like the, the traditional bit that they, they all old bands like to do. They put the mic out and the people sing the words back. I imagine that's quite a nice moment that people know your stuff. Oh, absolutely! I, I get such a thrill out of it. It's so such a rush. Um, yeah, it's especially the the older material that I've I released about ten years ago, and when I bring a song back and introduce it into my set. And I've got new fans that come out, and they they're they're mouthing the words, singing along to the tracks. It's really special. Um, a couple of shows ago, when I had released Dear John right before it was on iTunes, before the video came out, we did a, a very first performance of it, and um, 
I was just amazed at how many people picked up the words uh, really quickly and were singing along to the track and singing along to us. It was really cool as well. So, like, you know, new songs, old songs. It's, it's a really special moment when, when a song can connect with a fan like that. What would your average set be? I mean, I know, like, um, most bands will have, like, they would pick their latest, either a couple of songs from their latest album, uh, do a couple of songs they're experimenting with, whether they will put them on an album or not. And normally the, the last bit tends to be what I would call the hits bit, like a melody of the hits. I don't know if you do it that way, but that's the more traditional way of doing things. Yeah, so I, I start off with a pretty dramatic intro to my set where it features my band only, um, and they're kind of grooving away, and then it goes into my single, Do You Believe in Karma? Um, there was a time I didn't put that into my set, and I actually had fans come up to me and say they were waiting for me to play that. So it's kind of like my theme song, so I leave that in there. Um, and at the end, I finish with my song, Bustin' Out, which is a classic. It gets stuck in everyone's head, gets people dancing. It's it's amazing. Other than that, I try and add in a, a slow, um, a slower song in the mix and either make it acoustic or change it up completely so it doesn't sound like the original. And, um, you know, I, I, I might add a cover in there just, just to get the crowd to interact a little bit more. But other than that, my I switch up my songs uh, pretty regularly. Um, I feel like if I have fans coming back for repeat performances, um, they want to hear, they want new moments, they want to hear new, new stuff or, or songs in a different way. So I always try and do something a little bit different, whether it's bring up a featured guest or change the arrangement or something, just so that every time a fan comes, it's not exactly the same show. So they have something new to, uh, new and it's kind of a one-off thing every show, which is nice. So it brings out, brings out fans. So it's, yeah, to answer your question, it's just a little... I like to change things up. I mean, obviously, you um, you do you, you um, you do, do you prefer live or studio? I mean, because sometimes uh, it's harder to reproduce a studio sound live. I I, I understand that because I know it's not always a, you cannot always produce the same kind of sound from a studio to live. But I I reckon I believe the most the best artists are the ones that can get as near to the studio even live as possible. Uh, when I perform live, um, I do have a full band, my backing tracks, everything, and I can't, I can't um, replicate live uh, is on my tracks. So it is pretty. It's, it's about ninety-nine, nine, sorry, ninety to ninety-five percent. Um, you know, as, as you would hear in the studio, but. Um, I like performing on stage. I, you know, I, I get dressed up. I, you know, I have my band wear certain things. Uh, we have a certain look. We portray ourselves a different way. Um, I like seeing the reaction of my fans. I like uh, just putting on a show for them and, and making sure that they are entertained and they're loving what they see. Because if they love what they see, they're going to go back and they're going to tell their friends and then they're going to bring out new fans. And that's how it's, it's going to escalate. So um, if they want to hear something that's completely replicated, um, they can always just buy the song on iTunes or buy the album 
because I am all about creating moments, special moments for them in when I'm playing live. So now, I, have you been influenced by any stage by Stevie Nicks? Because I know you've got a little hat that you wear. Now, obviously I'm a fan, fan of Fleetwood Mac, that's why I referenced Stevie Nicks. Because she used to wear a hat similar. I'm not saying, you know, but I just wondered, is that the hat and the, dot, the, uh, the, the jacket and the hair... All part of the image you wish to portray. It is. It absolutely is. Um, I decided to change up my look a little bit. Um, for a long time, I had black and pink hair, um, and I was wearing, you know, um, a tutu on stage, kind of going back to those ballet roots. Uh, you know, fishnets and everything was kind of light lit up. Um, and now I'm just kind of. Um, just changing it up. It's been a few years of the same costume, um, so I'm, I'm kind of going with a little more subtle, um, maybe some pants, boots, and a hat kind of deal, um, but honestly, um, I try and find a little, uh, some pieces that are custom pieces, and kind of add that into my look, so quite often I, I have my, my mother who made, you know, jackets or, or different parts of my outfit that I was wearing. Um, I still try and incorporate those those pieces, um, but it's um, yeah, it's just all about changing up my look. I can't have the same songs and the same look and still be playing the same thing. And I, I, I like to change it up, so it's all part of my new look going forward for the album for for my new music. Have you got anything in production at the moment? I do, I do. I've got uh, two songs. Um, being worked on at the moment. Uh, one's almost done and the other one is just in uh, pre-production right now. So uh, I'll be in the studio this month working on it and um, yeah, well, I'm excited to see how it's going to turn out. Do you find that the, when you do the production of a song, because uh, I used to um, know, I know someone that, that does his own music and I've seen how he does it that you have to layer one track you play the little the little bit of guitar that's laid down you play the bit of drums that's laid down you record the chorus and that's laid down and then you have to do the main part song and that's laid down and then you have to put it all together in one piece and do you sometimes find yourself thinking ah i've got to go back to record that bit that didn't quite go how i felt it should have done Always, always. So I actually, I just use the standard GarageBand on my, my computer, and I'm always doing, I, I'm still learning guitar, so I'm, I'm always, you know, trying to write something, and I'll figure, well, I don't even know what chord that is, or I don't know um, how to play this properly, and I'll go look up the chord, and I'll try and overdub it into there, or um, I'll just end up uh, playing piano and laying down the track, or or playing the drums off the keyboard or off my digital piano. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm always going back and, and trying to fix things, make it better, because ultimately I want to be, you know, at least 80 to 90% happy with my demo before I go into the studio, because I already, I already have that background in audio engineering, so I, I'm able to do that and manipulate what I want and make it sound pretty good. And then when I go into the studio and work with my producer, um, I actually co-produced the tracks with him and uh, get it down to exactly 
how I want it to sound like, and, you know, different ideas will flow in the studio, and I'll, I'll want to add different instruments or different things, and we'll try it out, but, um, yeah, it's all about perfecting or, or getting a really solid demo on my own first before I go in and, uh, and head into the studio. I just don't want to be wasting anyone's time. I want to have it real solid. I've got I've got um, your video that comes up to do with you, John. I'll see if it'll play for me. So I apologise for the if I go quiet. I'm just trying to see if it'll play because sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. That was a little snippet of your song. I won't play all of it because I haven't had your permission. So I should have done that without your permission, really. But I just wanted to give an example of what people can feel of the quality, the, the the style of the song. I can hear the passion of what you you and your fellow co-writer put into the song. I can, and I like the fact that you started off with like I what I would call like a waterfall. Like water flows, like it—it—it's it, it, the one constant thing. It can—it can be like a little trickle or a great big raging waterfall. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it starts off and we just build the track all the way through. Um, you know, we've got uh, Mary and Hannah that sings the voice. We've got Mr. ATP who raps uh, the bridge, and we just kind of put it all together and uh, and really just. It just um, kind of explodes into this thing at the end, which is quite amazing. And you, you can definitely feel the vibes of the song when you listen to it. Yeah, I could, I could see when he was listening in the background. I could, I could see he was trying to. He was almost on the verge of singing it along. I could hear you. He, 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 he was sort of like, no, oh God, stop my song. It would have been okay. I, I don't mind. It would, have, you know, I don't mind that kind of thing because. I, as you can see, my show's a little bit free flow. I, I sort of make the questions up as I go along. <laughs> I don't have to set a question. Oh, it's all good. I love my music, and I'm really proud of everything I put out. So, I mean, I could listen to my songs and repeat a couple thousand times, and I wouldn't get bored of it. I just mean that I wrote a really good song. I mean, obviously, if someone came along to you and said, um, like someone famous said to you, Hi, Christine, I'd like to do a cover version of one of your songs, let's take Dear John as an example, and they, they they did it, would... I imagine you'd be quite honoured with that, as such. Absolutely. And Absolutely. also, you would like to see their take on it, because sometimes when you do a cover version... Um, I, usually, I I think the classic one I give example of is um, Hurt by um, oh, Johnny Cash. Uh, 
I heard your voice today. I've seen and heard the dirt. They're nine inch nails. The original song was nine nine inch nails. It's about drugs, and he changes it into how his relationship with life in general. And the video uses it like um, he he plays the song as if he he knows he's dying, and he's saying like a goodbye. But I've hurt people as I've gone along. I should have done this. Blah blah blah. It's just sort of like a reflection back on his own life. I'd have to listen to it again. I'm like, uh, I'm popping into my head at the moment. Yeah, um, let's see. Yeah, well, that's what I got from it. But everyone's take is different. Everybody interprets music differently and art differently. And, um... Yeah, even if it was uh, like a, a dance remix or an acoustic. Yeah, uh, yeah, this, yeah. I've got the lyrics now. I hurt myself today to see if I could feel. I focus on the pain, the only thing that's real. The needle tears a hole when it goes and all that. And here's his little bit of version. Carries along on that vein. But you see, yeah, I think I have heard, yeah, I have heard that song. And then you, you can see how you know he's he's kept the song with lyrics, but he's changed it. The emphasis from originally it was about the pain taking heroin and getting over that, but he's changed it in a style of he's made it about how he's dying. And he wants to make up for all these mistakes. Yeah. So that, that I mean, it's like, that, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, I've, I've done song, what I wrote, my song, my song about, um, like coming out of a coma, having a near-death experience is called Not My Time in Heaven. And I sort of like write about talk about being in a coma, coming out of hearing a voice, blah blah blah. And I wrote a song called Sexuality because somebody was saying about oh um saying about being gay and all that and they was having a go at people and I thought well I just wrote the lyrics because I was I thought, Well why is it a problem who you are? And I, I think I thought something like it doesn't matter if you're pink, green or Blue or black, or uh, something along the line. I've forgotten the lyrics now. <laughs> it's like everything when you write, you think, "Oh no, I should have had them at hand." But you know, that's the kind of thing I like to write. Sometimes, if I'm inspired in the moment, a bit like when I write my stories, because I'm an author as well. I I have to be inspired by the event. Do you get that as well? Absolutely. I always have to have something that inspires me. I can't just. Um... I can just think of things that have 
thin air, but it's more authentic if it comes from an experience for me. So, yeah. And um, do you do you find that you um, because you're based in Canada, are you, would you like to be better? known internationally or obviously you might be known internationally I mean who am I to say you're not but would you prefer to say like you would like um, to come over here and do like a little mini tour or like be asked by a band oh could you do a a pre-show or be the support act oh absolutely anytime where I can get in front of new fans and perform is golden opportunity for me. Um, the UK has been on my list to perform at. Um, I, I did perform there a while ago um, with an ex-band member of mine. But um, yeah, to get back into the UK, I love, I love your scene, um, the bands that were coming out of there, and it's, it's great. It's on my list. <laughs> I think we'd all like to that, do that. Now, I'm going to ask a very strange and wonderful. Uh, I. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, um, thing. Now I may send you one of my songs. I may send you "Sexuality," which is a very brief song. It's about two minutes. Okay. And now you could either listen to it, or you may think, "Oh, what a load of rubbish!" But that's up to you. I would like, if possible, if you would mind doing a cover version for me. Okay. You don't, I mean, you don't have to put it on anywhere else. I mean, I'll just share it in my podcast and that'll be it. And it's entirely up to you. Um, because I asked the previous um, person I interviewed the other day, whose name I've forgotten about. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, uh, but, um, and if possible... I would like to cover one of your s- songs, but obviously you can pick okay. the song, you can send me the lyrics, and I will do a cover version of it, but the video may be a bit different to what you do it. Alright, let's, let's, let's look it up. But, yeah, I'll, I, if that's okay with you, I always ask permission first, because obviously I know about copyright and Whatever, da da da, the back, the, the productive, and obviously, if you're the owner of the song, it's a bit better than. I know the record companies are a bit funny about it, but it's not as if we. I'm making any money out of it. I'm just doing it as a, a project. Yeah. And I would say, by you, have permission with and your music company and whatever. You know. So, uh, we've, I think we've covered most things. I, I mean, obviously, you can find you on Facebook and Instagram as well. So if you, anybody wants to follow you and check out you, a little bit more about you and life, the universe, and everything. And obviously, I'm going to ask you... Now, I have a tattoo on my, me, on my, on my arm with karma and sun around it. But that relates to my coma, because I believe that karma, you what you put into the world, you get back. Now, was that the inspiration for your last name? Because I obviously presume that's a stage name, 
I won't ask you real name because that's not appropriate. But um, what did that inspire you to come up with that last name? Um, it's actually the first five letters of my last name. So I just chopped off the last little bit and um, the last five letters and uh, it was karma. It was already built into the last name, so I was pretty lucky on that regard. Oh, well, fair, fair enough. I thought I'd bring it up because I thought it was an unusual name and I thought, you know, I know a lot of artists do change their real names because of, you know, sometimes it doesn't look so great on on a pop star name or uh, an actor's name, you know. It's quite a common procedure. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, hey, I recalled under the name Ghostman, so you might just speak. So, yeah, but hey, that uh, yet again relates back to my um, near-death experience because whilst I was in my coma, I was I related to the fact I was three weeks. I was never I was not in this world or the next world. So that's why I like to call myself Ghostman because I wasn't here technically in this world. And you can tell me the Martians landed in that three weeks, and I would totally believe you. Right, um, uh, obviously we've come to the near the end. I don't know what else I can, we could bring up at the moment. Um, no, apart from the fact you've got, it says something about party heroes flashing up in front of me here. I don't know what that is. Is that your latest song? Um, no, it was released early last year and it was just about, um, hosting a party and people showing up when you think your party's going to end and they they continue it into the, the late hours of the night they're kind of saving your party from, you know stopping <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just a fun little party track to, uh, about those, those people who, who show up late now, uh, da, 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 da. now I was I'd like to do a unique sign off when I do my show now what would you, Christine Christina, or Christina, or Christine, or what's called Christine. Christine. I got this name completely wrong all the way through, and she didn't kill me, which I would have thought she would have done. She could have said, but she thought she'd be polite, because you might get it right one day. <laughs> you could have said, don't matter. Don't, I don't know, I've got you now. Anyway, um, what would your unique sign-off like to be? Believe in karma, which is my tagline. Ah, mine would be if karma thy be thy name, why not listen to thy show and music as we go and look out at karma k i i i s t e n k a r m a dot com and listen to the, sh the music on the site. You'll be in for the delight, and look at the videos with a with a smile and a and a and listen to the lyrics as you go and dance the night away as she would like you to do, with the pink hair and purple delight, and wear a hat, please, if you might, as it's always part of look 
and I'd like to say goodnight. I like that, that's good. Uh, right.